She won the main draw. She won the entire tournament. Not only that, but she beat Serena Williams, arguably the greatest tennis player. Actually, not arguably the greatest tennis player. She is the greatest tennis player of women's history. And not only that, she won in straight sets. So of course, the media asked her, how did you go from losing in the qualifying rounds to winning the entire tournament, beating the greatest player, and then beating the greatest player in history in straight sets? What the heck did you do? And her answer was creative visualization. This is episode number 52 with Mike Walken. Your inner voice has been drowned out by the noise around you, but you've always had a deep desire to make a difference. And now you're ready to step into your greatness and develop the identity you need to build towards your ultimate goal. Welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. Making the world a better place by unleashing human potential will help you create your own reality by increasing your self-awareness, cultivating an unstoppable mindset, and finally finding the passion, purpose, and true self so that you can live the life you are always destined to live. Now, welcome your host, a lifelong learner and growth mindset savant, a former architect turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Tibor Notch. What is up, Mindset Nation? Welcome back to the Mindset Horizon podcast. My guest today is Mike Walken, who is a serial entrepreneur, U.S. Army veteran, and author of five books, one of which is a bestseller. He has built and sold four of his own companies and worked with over 400 companies as a fractional chief marketing officer. Currently, Mike is the lead instructor of Freelance Masterclass, which is a nine-step online course designed to help freelancers grow their business and increase their time off. Mike is also a certified neuromarketer, and today we dive deeper into the latest brain science and how we as entrepreneurs can take advantage of it. And so at the beginning of today's episode, we talk about the benefits of neuroplasticity, how to boost it, and how you can take advantage of it as an entrepreneur. In the middle of the episode, we talk about creative visualization, and you can learn why Mike called this practice his secret weapon as an entrepreneur. Closer to the end, we discuss how to enter flow states more easily and how it can increase productivity. In the end, Mike also recommends super amazing books to the listeners. If you want to find out more about today's guest and check out the free resources, book recommendations, and detailed show notes, simply head over to our website, MindsetHorizon.com, and check out the episode's show notes page at MindsetHorizon.com forward slash 52. That's again, MindsetHorizon.com forward slash 52. And so Mindset Nation, without any further ado, let's welcome today's guest. Hi, Mike, and welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, Mike, you're a serial entrepreneur and author of five books, one of, one of which is a bestseller. And you have built and sold four of your own companies and work with over 400 companies as a fractional chief marketing officer. And currently, you're the lead instructor of Freelancer Masterclass, which is a nine-step online course designed to help freelancers grow their business and increase their time off. And today we are going to talk about the so-called neuroplastic entrepreneur. (laughs) The listeners might be wondering already what the heck is a neuroplastic entrepreneur is. But, you know, uh, it's a really exciting topic. So I'm excited to dive into these uh, topics. But before we do... I would love for you to talk to us a little bit more about yourself, a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. So how you got where you are today, basically. 
Yeah, so um, I have been an entrepreneur uh, since I was in my, I guess, early 20s. Um, Osama bin Laden made me an entrepreneur <laughs> in so many words. I don't really like to, to say that, but it, um, in, in a direct way, it is kind of true. Um, I joined uh, the army three days after 9-11 because of what Osama bin Laden and, Osama bin Laden and his terrorist group did. Uh, and I found kind of my entrepreneur heart while in the army. Uh, I wound up writing a book. And that doesn't so much make you an entrepreneur. Maybe it does. But what, what made me an entrepreneur was, was learning how to market that book and turn it into a business. And that book turned into three books. And those three books turned into an online uh, learning school, uh, which I then sold. Uh, so I guess that whole you know, realm made me an entrepreneur. And then it just kind of took off from there. Wow, that's amazing. So you're also a certified neuromarketer. So I haven't mentioned that yet. Uh, and let's dive a little bit deeper into... Neuroplasticity, for example. So what exactly is neuroplasticity? Yeah, first of all, good job saying it <laughs> without uh, getting your tongue tied. Um, neuroplasticity is a term that refers to the brain's amazing ability to change and adapt to our environment and our situation. So, you know, from the moment our brains start to develop until the day we die, the connections within our brain cells, they reorganize and in response to the, the changing needs that we have. So this neuroplastic brain that we have allows us to learn from and adapt to different experiences. And the things we do often, we become stronger at. And our brains are constantly being shaped by our experience. And what's exciting is that in the last decade or so, because of the advances of technology, scientists now have confirmed through testing that our repeated thoughts, our repeated actions actually reinforce the neural pathways. So essentially your thoughts can physically change how your brain works. When people say your brain is very neuroplastic, that is what they mean when they say that. Wow. So repeated thoughts. Uh, that's, a, that's a fascinating area or field. Yeah. So I was really excited about this. Um, you know, I just read the book, uh, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza, who mm -hmm. talks a lot Love about that. this. And yeah. And yeah. So I got really interested in that because I believe that it's it's also really important to you know learn about these possibilities when it comes to entrepreneurs um you know not just skills or or you know capabilities but also how we can basically rewire our brain to achieve more or to you know make ourselves capable of doing more or doing something better become you know rewiring belief systems and all these things so I think it's a really fascinating uh, area. So neuroplasticity and people are wondering, right? So do I have the capability to change my brain? Uh, does everyone has that capability? So what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, yes and no is the answer to that question. Everyone has a neuroplastic brain. You know, by plastic, I don't mean it's physically plastic, but it has a, the plastic-like properties. But every human is different. So people are born with the ability to learn certain skills faster than others, right? So take Roger Federer. I'm a tennis player, right? I, I love Roger Federer, the best, arguably the best tennis player in the world. Uh, there are billions of people who have played tennis, but he is the single best one. He hits the ball in the center of the racket every time, no matter how fast it's coming. He can hit a dime on the other side of the court pretty much at will. And then there's me, who as a competitive tennis player, if I practice for 500 years, I couldn't reach that level. But it's more than just being born with a skill. It's developing that skill to take you from good to great. And that's what really matters. And connections within the brain are constantly becoming stronger or weaker, depending on what is being used. 
Younger people change easily. Their brains are very plastic. Children can learn foreign languages easier than an adult. And as we change, um, change doesn't come so, or as we age rather, change doesn't come so easy. So the brain loses some of its plasticity and we become more fixed in how we think and how we learn and how we perceive experiences. Think of it like walking in the snow. If it's the first time you're walking the path, you're making a new impression in the snow. That would be like creating a new neural pathway in your brain. The more emotion that is tied to that neural pathway, the deeper it is. So picture yourself walking along that same path over and over again. That pathway is becoming a deep neural connection in your brain. And when I was in grad school in the year 2000, I was studying neuroscience. And I remember the professor saying that since we're all young adults, our brains are simply trying to slow the decay, that no new neural pathways are being created. And that was widely accepted by the neuroscience community and is now something we now know is completely false. I almost want to talk to my university and get them, get my money back for that tuition. <laughs> uh, our brains are constantly creating new neural pathways and it's constantly evolving. And that's what's so uh, exciting. You know, last night I was, I have a spa in my house. I was laying in my spa. I was looking at all the stars in the sky. I saw a shooting star too, and I got excited. And I'm like, you know what? With as many things that are going on in that that you know galaxy, you know, shooting stars and new planets forming and dying, and I was like, you know, that same fascination that's all in our heads too. I mean, there's a lot of cool things going on right inside our brain. I don't have to to look to the cosmos to see a lot of cool things going on. I just found the the uh, synergy just uh, fascinating between the brain and the cosmos. I just had like a deep moment last night. That's pretty cool. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah, it's it's absolutely fascinating. And uh, you know, you mentioned children, for example. I interviewed the director and producer of a documentary. It's called Brain Matter. So it's mm-hmm. really interesting. I want to just uh, share this with you and with the listeners uh, also as a shout out uh, because it's about the brain development um, at an early age. So it's about early childhood development and how the brain develops, you know, at an early age. It's really, really interesting. Uh, everything is included that you've also mentioned and talked about, and it's highly recommended to check out. Yeah. And you know, what's even fascinating, just as fascinating as that is that every species has a different level of development. Like, as you know, you know, or you may not know, but giraffes, when they're born, they, they can run right from second number one, right? Their brains are that developed. They know how to run, you know, wow. it's like, it's amazing. Um, yeah, wow. every species is different. I didn't know that. That's, that's really fascinating. Yeah. And I was just wondering before I go on, how did you get interested or involved in this field uh, besides entrepreneurship, you know, neuromarketing, neuroscience and all these things? Yeah. I mean, I've always been fascinated with the brain and, you know, astronomy is kind of similar to that. I've always been fascinated with astronomy, but really, if you want to get interested in it, there's a lot of cool resources now. We're living in such a cool age. I mean, yeah, there's books you can get. I have a lot of books and I could recommend some to you. Um, and maybe that'll come later in the podcast. But um, I started off learning on on uh, online courses like Udemy, U-D-E-M-Y.com. And if you type in like neuroplasticity, there's a lot of cool um, brain related courses that, I mean, they're videos. I, I go to the gym every day and I'll just, instead of listening to the same song, same song, same song, right? I just pop in an Udemy course and on my phone and and I'm learning as I'm working out. And I learned a lot of cool techniques and hacks of productivity and habits that, about how you can kind of hack your brain. Yeah, that's amazing. So for those people who might be wondering, you know, how can we take advantage of neuroplasticity? What would you tell them? 
Uh, taking advantage of neuroplasticity. There's a lot. Uh, I'll give your listeners some actionable tips. And um, if they want more detail, they can read my, my book that's coming out soon. Uh, it's wow. called The Un- Underwear Bandits. Uh, it's about how to make money from, from home working in your underwear. Um, but that's a few months away. Uh, first of all, sleep is important. Uh, your brain needs sleep to reset brain connections uh, that are important for memory and, and learning. Studies show that just one night of losing sleep restricts the brain's ability to reset itself, which impairs your memory. So I would recommend getting seven to nine hours of sleep per night, whatever's comfortable to you. Uh, the problem is that entrepreneurs often sleep less than others. I don't know if there's ever been any studies proving this, but as a serial entrepreneur myself, I can tell you from experience, I've had far too many late nights and early mornings where I'm, I'm working. Uh, we don't clock in at eight and out at five like most people. So tip number one is for all you early mornings, um, early morning people and, and late night people, just get enough sleep. Okay. Um, you know, being an entrepreneur relies directly on being disciplined, priority driven, focused on your goals. And you really can't do that in a tired state of mind. Um, tip number two, stand up. I know there's a podcast. You can't see me right now. I'm actually in a kneeling chair, which is almost as good as just outright standing up. Uh, but if you sit down at work, stand up, uh, get a stand up desk, demand it from your employer. Uh, your brain is more active when you're standing, you're more creative, you're more productive. Um, so you can go to your employer and say, Hey, listen, if you want to get more use out of me, give me a stand up desk. Uh, whenever I'm not, uh, standing at my desk, I'm using my kneeling chair like I am now. Um, number three, um, continue learning. I mentioned Udemy, right? You need to learn a new skill, learn a new language, read a new book, play a new sport. Strengthen your skills being an entrepreneur by taking an online course, like I mentioned earlier, whatever sounds fun to you. Uh, if you exercise, try new workouts. So many people in the gym, I just see them do the same exercises over and over. I call them zombie workouts. You know, try something new. Uh, you know, speaking of exercising, there's another thing you can do to help your brain because exercising increases the oxygen supply to your brain, which helps on a number of levels. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, the biggest tip I can give you, Tybor, is to, to reduce the stress. That is you know, the best way, um, to help the neuroplasticity of your brain. And I do daily meditation and mindfulness. It only takes a few minutes a day. It's fun. It's free. You can do it anywhere. It's quick and easy to do. You really can't do it wrong. So there's no excuse not to do some type of meditation. I started meditating last year for about 10 minutes a day. And within two weeks, I noticed a difference, both in the way I deal with situations and the way I handle stress. It's just it's been phenomenal. Um, ever since I even got a, uh, a yearly subscription to uh, Headspace, which I use every day. So I actually meditate while I'm in my spa. Uh, you can meditate anywhere as long as you have a quiet room and a couch. So um, reducing stress is a main driver of uh, increasing the neuroplasticity, the neural connections within your brain. Wow, that's really, really helpful for the listeners. Thank you so much for sharing. And I was just about to ask you, um, how you reduce stress, but you men- mentioned meditation and uh, you mentioned headspace as well. But how do you how do you meditate? Or if you know someone is just starting out with meditation, what can they what can they do? Well, the good news is the only thing you could do that would be technically wrong is to get frustrated with yourself because there's really no way to get wrong to do meditation wrong. I actually did this. I I was told that with meditation you should have a clear head and. When I sat down time and time again to try meditation, I just wasn't getting, you know, thoughts would pop in my head and whatnot. And now that I know that's okay, I've been meditating for years and I, I still have thoughts that pop in my head every 10 seconds, but I know now that that's okay when you're meditating. Um, 
if you want to use an app like Headspace, which is free for a couple of weeks, I believe they have a free trial and Calm is another popular one. Just follow the instructions. The voice will walk you through how to meditate. If you don't want to do that, um, then by all means, just sit in an empty room and just clear your head and just be okay that thoughts will pop in and just let them dissolve on their own and just sit there in silence and just appreciate the silence, appreciate what you're, the moment that you're giving to yourself and that appreciation you're giving to yourself exudes under appreciation of others. It reduces your stress and it just surprisingly makes a massive difference in your life. That's amazing. So I haven't used those apps, but you actually then did guided meditation, right? That's, that's great. And I know that you use a technique which is called creative visualization. And I was just wondering if it's during meditation or is it some kind of a separate practice? How do you do that? Uh, yes, creative visualization is actually separate. So there's meditation, which is kind of like clearing your mind and just being appreciative that you're, the moment that you're giving yourself that reduces stress. Then there's mindfulness, which is a, a different type of appreciation. It's appreciation of other things. It could be of yourself as well, but uh, it's more like uh, you can be touching and feeling a lemon, you know, just or a, a piece of fruit, just appreciating everything you're touching and feeling and smelling. And you can, you know, when I'm in my spa, I can do mindfulness, just listening to the traffic noise around me or the woods or the birds chirping. That's mindfulness. Creative visualization is my secret weapon of how to be a great entrepreneur. And I'll, if you want, I can just jump right into that. If, I mean, it, it'll take a few minutes to explain it, but I think your audience would really love it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm okay. curious. What is up, Mindset Nation? I hope you guys are enjoying today's episode and we're going to get back to this conversation very soon after thanking to our sponsors. As a mission and impact-driven entrepreneur, thought leader, visionary, and changemaker, have you ever thought of increasing your online visibility, building credibility, and scaling your impact and business by starting your own podcast? If you've answered this question with hell yeah, now this is your chance. According to Edison Research in the US, podcasting is one of the fastest growing medium. So if you are ready to start your own podcast, build credibility and scale your impact and business, I have good news for you. I launch a 12-week group coaching program every single month with four people where I teach how to start your own epic podcast from scratch, build credibility and scale your online presence and business. In order for you to see that podcasting is something that you want to start, I provide a 30-minute free discovery call where we can see if podcasting is something that can help you scale your brand and business. You can book a free discovery call with me at MindsetHorizon.com forward slash free call. That's again MindsetHorizon.com forward slash free call or simply shoot me an email at Tibor at MindsetHorizon.com. That's T-I-B-O-R. Tibor at MindsetHorizon.com. So Mindset Nation, without any further ado, let's get back to today's Mindset Transforming Conversation. So creative visualization. I first learned about this when I was reading a book called The Power of Neuroplasticity. It's about Shad Helmstetter. Now, I looked into this creative visualization because of a woman named Bianca Andrescu. Uh, as I mentioned, I'm a tennis player, okay? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's a professional tennis player named Bianca Drescu. She's a Canadian. And last year she was a nobody. She tried qualifying for tournaments and couldn't get in. She was a, a decent professional, but she was in, ranked in the few hundreds, which means you're, you're probably losing money, right? So 
in 2018, she tried out for the US Open, a Grand Slam tennis tournament, and she failed in the qualifying round. She didn't even make the main draw. 2019, she won the qualifying rounds, all four of them, and she got into the main draw. <laughs> then she won the main draw. <laughs> she won the entire tournament. Not only that, but she beat Serena Williams, arguably the greatest tennis player. Actually, not arguably the greatest tennis player. She is the greatest tennis player of women's history, Serena Williams. And not only that, she won in straight sets. So, of course, the media asked her, how did you go from losing in the qualifying rounds one year to winning the entire tournament, beating the greatest player, and then beating the greatest player in history in straight sets? What the heck did you do? And her answer was creative visualization. She started doing it. So let me walk you through this. Wow. Okay. So creative visualization takes about seven to 10 minutes a day. And I'm going to warn your audience, this isn't something that you do it once and you're going to, you're going to feel the effects of it, right? It's like working out. You do it once, get a little bit of a benefit. You do it again, 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 it gets stronger, right? As you work out, you get bigger muscles, you get more fit. Same thing with creative visualization. So the concept of creative visualization is different than mindfulness. What you want to do is you want to picture yourself. In this case, I picture myself starting to play better tennis, right? And just imagine yourself as an entrepreneur, whatever you're passionate about, if you're listening, I'm picturing myself playing better tennis. I'm, I'm swinging my racket. I'm visualizing myself swinging my racket, connecting with the center of the ball, um, raising a trophy over my head, all those images that are associated with winning and playing fantastic, right? I'm diving for balls. I'm making it. The crowd is cheering all that stuff. Now, the key here is understanding that your brain doesn't know at this point the difference between reality and imagination. They just know it's happening to you. And the deeper, more clearly you can imagine this, the more powerful it will be. That's why this doesn't happen overnight. You will see after a couple of weeks how clear you can make yourself envision certain things, right? Mm -hmm. So I started doing this for three weeks and I'm in a competitive tennis league. I travel all over Northern California. I lose about half amount of the time I win. So my record is usually five and five for the season, seven and seven, right? I'm not fantastic, but I, I do lose. Okay. So I did creative visualization for three weeks and I had a match, my first match after doing this exercise. And I won my match 6-0-6-0. My opponent never got a game off me. I knew from hit number one that something was different. And after the match, the opponent got in his car and complained to his coach that I was some kind of ringer for the, you know, brought down from a higher level or something, some uh, higher level league. And that was further from the case. In fact, the next week I won 6062. I've been playing relatively fantastic ball ever since. I've been doing this consistently. Uh -oh. So it does help. And you can relate that to being an entrepreneur. What, whatever gets you that passionate feeling about being an entre entrepreneur, maybe it's signing a new contract or selling a, a new product or creating a new re revenue stream. I want you to visualize yourself the different components of walking through that aspect. And if you don't know how to do it or you want to learn how to do it, uh, there's a number of free books um, online, free courses, and you can get uh, paid courses um, and paid books, of course, um, on creative visualization or the power of neuroplasticity, like I mentioned uh, with Shad Helmstetter, where I learned how to do what's called self-talk, which is a part of creative visualization. Wow, that's amazing. That's an amazing story. And I was just wondering, like, when you visualize, how do you visualize yourself? Like, uh, from an outer point of view, you're observing yourself doing something or you are in your body or how do you how do you do this? Well, that's a, a great question. There's really no wrong way to do it. But there's more the way if you do it properly is more powerful, right? So mm -hmm. um, I like to when I'm picturing myself, um, 
playing tennis, for example, I am in my own body, right? I'm not watching myself on TV or anything. I'm Mm -hmm. physically looking at myself from my eyes point of view, watching my arm extend into the ball. I'm racing to a ball that's whizzing at me, right? I'm hitting a powerful serve. I'm feeling my, my, the vibration of my arm after hitting the ball, like all that great stuff. First person type of view. Wow. That's amazing. And uh, you mentioned neuroplasticity, uh, next to creative visualization. So are they connected? Just yes. to make it clear for the, for the listeners. Exactly. So neuroplasticity, and I explained earlier that when you feel something, remember walking in the snow, the more you feel something, the deeper the neural pathway connection is. That's exactly what you're doing when you're doing creative visualization. You're creating deep neural pathways. You're solidifying the fact that you can hit a fantastic serve down the line or hit an overhead smash with, with clean accuracy, right? That is your brain um, creating deep neural pathways uh, that just make you more confident that when you're actually out on court that you can do what you're visualizing yourself to do. Yeah, it's it's really great. So I'm a huge believer of uh, states as well, for example. So when you can, you know, experience these states during uh, visualization, for example, and then it becomes more familiar when you actually experience that in 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 the reality quote-unquote reality um and you also mentioned before creative visualization uh productivity and memorization brain hacks um so would you share a couple of words on that how can we be more productive or entrepreneurs yeah um, being productive is all about flow being in a flow state of mind uh, it's where your creativity and your intelligence is on high alert and your brain is firing in all cylinders. It's the feeling when everything becomes effortless. And many times it's described, it's described as being in the zone, quote unquote, right? So during a flow state, you experience something called, uh, this is kind of a, a tongue twister, transient hypofrontality is, if you want to break it up and, and say it very slow, transient hypofrontality. Technically, the frontal lobe in this case is the gatekeeper. And the part of the brain that houses the voice inside your head that tells you, hey, this idea won't work. It's a harsh critic, right? But when you're in this flow state, that frontal lobe turns off for a little bit and allows you to complete clarity and ideas. Uh, They can flow uninterrupted through this gatekeeper. And when this happens, really incredible things start to occur. Studies show that you can learn things more than two times faster than normal. You're also five times more efficient than normal. And flow is the key to happiness. It reduces stress. It increases productivity. So the common question at this point is, well, how do I turn this freaking gatekeeper off? It's actually not that easy, but it does take some practice and is um, really cool uh, when you can get it to, to work. Uh, but there are some habits that I can share with you that will help mm. you yeah. into the flow state. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That um, would be great. First, I need to caution all your listeners. This isn't a turn off and on type of thing. These habits I'm about to share with you take practice and think about it. Like I mentioned, going to the gym, when you get done with your first session, lifting weights, you don't have to have, or you don't have rippling muscles. It takes time, incremental change, but it will happen. Okay. Okay. So the first habit to get into flow is choose a task you love. And if you don't love it, then you can't get your brain immersed in it. And you need to be passionate about it. If you're at work and and you can't think of a task or project uh, that can get you in flow, then find a new job (laughs) because you don't like doing what you're doing. The second habit 
choose an important task and choose a task that has long-term implications on your work and your life or your life rather. So for example, if your goal is to write a book, an important task would be to focus on getting the table of contents done, which will provide an outline for the book. And the third habit, make sure this task is challenging, but not too hard. If it's too easy, you'll finish it without much effort and the flow state isn't needed. And if it's too hard, you'll, you'll get too frustrated and you won't see an end in sight. So that kind of transitioned into the fourth habit, which is find your peak time. You'll not um, only want to pick a, a time that's, that's free of distractions, but um, you'll want to find a time that includes turning off your phone. Uh, you'll need to also match that time that will save you energy, um, that'll allow you to concentrate. And for me, I personally, I wake up early. So usually between four and 5 AM, I have a toddler at home, so I don't get a chance to sleep in late anymore. I have my caffeine and an hour later I'm in a flow state, right? People often ask me if a background music is okay. Everyone is different here. I prefer not to have music playing because my brain is then focusing on the rhythm of that music. If you want 100% attention, I'd recommend forgetting about the music. Okay. That transitions into the next habit where you're trying to get into the flow, make sure it's clutter free. If you're at your desk at work, clear it. Any papers that are on your desk, sticky notes on your screen, just <laughs> get rid of all that stuff. And then um, this is where it starts to get a little bit hard, especially for beginners. You need to focus on your task. Okay. So um, you need, you know, our lifestyles that cause our attention span um, to be as low as they are, lower than a goldfish. You probably have, have heard that phrase before. Um, it, it's pathetic. Uh, you need to focus on your tasks. Um, I blame emails and smartphones for our, our poor focus and attention, but that's a whole other podcast. Uh, we check yeah. our email on an average of 30 times an hour, pick up our phones more than 15 times in a single week. It's pathetic. All of this caused our attention span to be literally as low as goldfish, less than nine seconds. So when you're first getting started, it'll be really hard for you to focus. Just stick with it. You can actually capture your focus back really easy, which is good news. Just a little bit of daily practice and good habits. And then my last habit I'm going to share with you is to keep practicing. That's the, that's the key to all this. It won't happen on the first try. Um, you know, it's like going to the gym, as I mentioned earlier. I'll put 30 minutes a day on my calendar and I'll label it flow time. And then I write down the tasks that I want to accomplish for that day. I actually handwrite it with a pencil. There's a neuropathic reason why I do that. Writing things down actually silences brain chatter. Once I write it, I meditate for 10 minutes to prepare my brain. And then for the next 15 or 20 minutes, I get in my flow state and I knock out the task. What I do in those next 20 minutes equals about two hours of work to a person in non-flow state. And the quality is flawless. The creativity is unmatched and it just feels amazing. And it's perfect if you're a writer, an author, you want to knock out some of your book. It's just, flow state is just phenomenal for that. Wow, that's incredible, man. That was that was packed, really. So flow actually is one of my or becoming one of my favorite topics. Um, so it's great that you share those insights, and um, yeah, it's it's incredible. Actually, I'm I'm, you know, chasing some of the biggest names on that. For example, Stephen Cutler. So I want to have him in the future on the show, but. Yeah, it's just uh, it's it's just a great science. By the way, Mihai Csikszentmihalyi is also a fellow Hungarian who, <laughs> yes, who landed in the United States, and um, yeah, it's just Brilliant, one man. of my 
yeah, he's becoming the pioneer of all this. Yeah, he's the pioneer of of kind of neuromarketing and in, in the way we think about all, uh, the way we study uh, neuromarketing today or neuroscience today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So these are great um, people to check out, books to check out, whatever the um, listeners want to check out. And uh, before we are getting into the closing part, I know that you have prepared some uh, free giveaways for the listener. So would you just talk to us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so I have some popular web webinars on my uh, website, uh, Freelancer Masterclass. Kind of teaches people, if you're a side hustler or a full-time freelancer or consultant, Freelancer Masterclass will teach you, um, you know, how to make money at home, how to close clients, how to get clients, all that good stuff. So I have four popular webinars that are just far and, far and away my most popular piece of, of content. So what I did for your listeners, I went ahead and I aggregated them all into a drip email campaign. So I created a, a landing page. So if you go to freelancermasterclass.com forward slash free, you sign up for uh, the webinar series and I'll give you uh, each uh, webinar one a day and they're about 20 to 30 minutes and it'll teach you an absolute vital thing you need to know to bring in more clients and higher ticket clients for your freelance or consulting work that's amazing um the links are going to be in the show notes i also wanted to ask you about ask you uh about books uh that you would recommend to the listeners to check out maybe on neuroscience i think you mentioned one the power of neuroplasticity right yes shad yeah. helmstetter is the author of that. Another one I like is Peak Performance. Um, that's a good one. I, uh, I think it's Brad Stugard or, or something like that. I'd have to look it up on Amazon. Uh, it's it's mm-hmm. co-authored. Peak Performance is excellent. And it, it, it's written in a, a sense um, by two athletic coaches, but I took a lot, of, a lot away as an entrepreneur from that one. Of course, um, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, both the the guidebook and the workbook are, are excellent books as well. Mm. And that's by Stephen Covey. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, before I ask my last question, please just tell the listeners where they can find you. And Well, my startup, freelancermasterclass.com, nine steps on how to become an, uh, a six-figure freelancer and more. Um, and then uh, mikevolkin.com, V-O-L-K-I-N.com is where you can hire me for consulting if you want. I do a lot of fractional CMO work if you need a marketing leader for your your company, I'm starting to get into a lot of public speaking as well. So I like to talk about uh, in front of entrepreneurs about marketing related topics. Mm, that's amazing. And again, the, sh- the links are going to be in the show notes. And my last question is, what is your vision and where are you heading with your business? Yeah, my vision is to help as many entrepreneurs as I can break free from the corporate rat race. You know, if you if you're one of those people that are just kind of stuck in your job, just kind of sees it as an eight to five and you can't wait for the weekends. That is no way to live your life. Uh, if you kind of want to learn how to do more of your own thing or whatever you're passionate about, learn how to make money out of your passion. That's what I what I exist for. That's my reason for existing is to help as many right. of those people become entrepreneurs or or be entrepreneurs that are more so- suited to their passion. Wow, that's amazing. And thank you so much for sharing. Uh, I wish you good luck with all these aspirations. And thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks so much. It's been a real pleasure. 
We appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Mindset Horizon podcast. For more information and resources based on today's discussion, be sure to head to our website, MindsetHorizon.com, where you'll also have the ability to join the Mindset Nation community for more insight and empowerment to help you reach your full potential. That's all available exclusively on MindsetHorizon.com.